0: Well, good morning, friends. We're at podcast number 485. I'm actually redoing this because I didn't like the way the first one turned out. And I want uh, to to not confuse, but I want to explain. And so I'm willing to, to redo this one. Um, so uh, we're in Revelation. We're in our uh, series. We're in Revelation chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 7 and 8 today. And uh, mainly uh, verse 7. But uh, I want to open with prayer, um, this prayer that I have found in, in Ron Rhodes' book. I really love it. It says, Lord, I ask you to open my eyes and enhance my understanding so I can grasp what you want me to learn today. I also ask you to enable me by your spirit to apply the truths I learned to my daily life and to be guided moment by moment by your word. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to Revelation, grab your books, grab your Bibles, grab your notebooks. Let's read our memory verse. Um, Chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of the prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in them, for the time is near. And we understand this as a, a promise that is in no other book, and it's repeated Um, to an extent in the end of Revelation and 22 verse seven. Um, so why wouldn't we want to get into the book of Revelation? Again, we talked about because it's, it can be a difficult book to understand. It's 2000 years, um, of people fighting over it and I'm not going to tell you that I have all the answers I'm just going to explain to you what I've been reading and you can take it and do with what you want but I believe you'll be blessed in this series just because you're going to hear the book of Revelation read over and over and over again and you'll read it yourself let's look down at verse uh, 7 and verse 8 it says behold he meaning Christ is coming with clouds every eye will see him even those who pierced him in the tribes Excuse me. And every even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth were wail on account of him. Even so, amen. Again, I apologize for my voice. I'm still getting it back. So there is this call to behold, to pay attention. 25 times in the book of Revelation, we see um, this appeal to pay attention and to listen and, and to see what is happening. When we mention here, In Revelation chapter 7, behold, he is coming with the clouds. That should cause us to be familiar uh, or to bring to our minds um, what happened in the book of Exodus. And so let's go to the book of Exodus chapter 13. You'll remember that after 413 years of bondage, um, God sends his deliverer. He sends Moses to bring his children out of Egyptian bondage. And it wasn't easy, you know, the multiple plagues. But as he brought them out, he made a promise to them. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 21, it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel day by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people, representing a visible manifestation of his presence and his promise. Then turn just a few pages over to Exodus chapter 16 and verse 10. Chapter 16 and verse 10 and says, And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud. And so God makes visible manifestations so that his people will, um, will see and realize that he's with them. Did it always work for them? No, because they're just like you and I. We have manifestations. We have the scripture uh, um, fulfilled. Uh, we have uh, the Holy Spirit living in our lives. And yet we still doubt at times whether God is with us. Turn to Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 13. Here's a a beautiful picture of of Christ. Um, 700 some years before Christ is born, we have this, uh, this vision that Daniel has. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, it says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, clouds representing the presence of God, the glory of God, there came one like the Son of Man, Son of Man, 81 times again mentioned in the, New Testament, and he came to the Ancient of Days and was present before him, the Ancient of Days representing uh, the Father here, or he is the Father here, a name for him, and the Son of Man being Jesus Christ. Now turn to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. To explain this manifestation, we need to understand when this will happen and what this represents. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 30. It says, then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Here we have this picture of Daniel chapter 7 verse 13 manifested now in the second coming Of our Lord, there is coming a time when Jesus Christ will come back and it will not be a happy moment for everyone. It says many will mourn. Many of those who will mourn um, will, will mourn because they don't want to submit to God and they don't want it to be true that Jesus is coming back. Many that will mourn, the Bible says they will see him and they will realize that they have pierced him. Now, there's a couple of scriptures in the Old Testament that we'll look at, and one in the New, about this piercing. And the timetable of this appears to be in, in the tribulation, the time of Daniel's trouble. Um, and this, this viewing of him um, um, at the second coming, it will be too late for people to make a change because he's already come. And we'll see in a few scriptures and Revelation that many people don't want to change, and they'll throw their fist to God, um, not wanting to accept it, which blows me away, because although this, this powerful realization that the Bible is true and that Jesus is true, and yet there will still people who will not want to accept it. But there appears to be a, uh, in scripture a time when um, God is going to open himself up to the the Jews and many of those will realize that although they rejected um, the fact um, that Jesus could be the Messiah, they're going to find out that he in fact was. Now I'm not going to, to give you these scriptures and tell you that I have a complete understanding of them, but listen to them and listen to this restoration of Israel. In Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, it says, And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and pleas for mercy, so that when they look on me on whom they have pierced, they shall mourn for him. They look on him whom they have pierced. They shall mourn for him as one who mourns for an only child and weep bitterly. Over him as one weeps over a firstborn. And then you go to Zechariah thirteen and verse one. Says on that day there shall be a fountain open for the house of David and the inhabitants in Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin un- and uncleanness. Now turn to Romans chapter eleven and let's see if we can make a little sense of those scriptures. There's time coming, the prophet Zechariah says. Um when a fountain will be opened and when a realization will come um, to the Jews and to the other nations as well, we will see that Jesus is exactly who he says he is. So Romans chapter 11, verse 25, Romans 11 Verse 25, Paul talking to the Gentiles here, not to be arrogant, he says, not to, to consider yourself um, of, of, of some of better. He says, lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial, not complete, but a partial hardening has come upon the Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. That is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Now, I believe we're talking about the tribulation period when many were going to look on what's going on around them and they're going to realize that Christ was right. And I believe this will be the, the tribulation saints. It could be according to some commentators, right at the point of the second coming or close when there's a final battle where many look up and they believe uh, and and finally that they um, have made a mistake. Now go to John chapter 1. Hopefully I can make this make sense to you. John chapter 1 verse 11. If I don't, it's not your fault, it's mine. In John chapter 1 and verse 11, it says he, Jesus, came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. See, that opened the door for us as Gentiles to be brought into the family of God through adoption. And this partial heartening that took place in um, the Jews at that time will not last forever. And when that last Gentile is saved and that period is over and the church is raptured, I believe, we enter into this tribulation period, which we'll talk about in the next days. And during that time, there's going to be this awakening that happens in many of the lives of the Jews. Now, it's not the actual people who pierced him who will realize it, but it's the people, the Jews, who pierced him who will realize it. And many of the other Gentiles will as well. Some of them will find Christ as their personal Savior and survive and go through the tribulation, or they will be beheaded for their faith in the tribulation for denying the antichrist refusing to take the mark and refusing to compromise so they'll come this revival I believe that revival is obvious in in the um, in the tribulation it's and it's and let's look at some scriptures about that in Revelation chapter 7 Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9. It says this, a great multitude, every nation. After this, I looked and behold, a great multitude, no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living uh, creatures. They fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped. Of the Lamb. So I do believe that we're going to see many, many come through the tribulation and come to a relationship with Jesus Christ. But it won't be easy. If we can't serve God now, it would be difficult then. People believe that, well, when I see the tribulation come, then I'll know and I'll change my life. No. There will be people who will have a relationship with Jesus through the tribulation, but it will cost them their lives. Look at uh, back in Revelation chapter 6 and verse 15. Revelation chapter 6, verse 15. Look at some of the response to Jesus and to what's going on in in the tribulation Verse 15, then the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone slave and free hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of the the, the, their wrath has come and who can stand who um, can explain this other than it appears that they're going to have a sight of Christ on the throne. They're going to be able to see him and they're going to to cry out, not you are God. They're going to cry out to the rocks, hide us from him who sits on the throne. The tribulation period is not going to be easy. Some say the first three and a half years will will be peaceful, but there's still going to be wars and conflicts and battles, I believe. And the last three and a half years are going to be hell on earth. So people make a decision for Christ today. This isn't a fearful message. This is a behold 25 times in the book of Revelation. Behold or pay attention or listen. If you have ears to hear, if you have a a heart to understand, God is reaching out to his people in love. Let's look at Revelation chapter 9. Revelation chapter 9 verse 20. says the rest of mankind were not killed by these plagues, who were not killed by these plagues, did not repent of the works of their hands, nor give up worshiping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk, nor did they repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. There will be some people who are so entrenched in their sin that they refuse to repent no matter how God Reaches out to them. Again, I'm not trying to frighten you today. I'm trying to explain to you that there is a horrible period coming upon the face of this earth. There is tribulation today, not the tribulation, but there's tribulation today. There are wars and rumors of wars, there are plagues, there are um, persecutions, there are all kinds of things going all over this planet, and still many won't recognize that there is Christ who loves them. We need to recognize it. And for those of us who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, listen to what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13. He's talking to the church at Thessalonica, but he's also talking to you and I. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, those who have died in Christ, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with a voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so will we ever always be with the Lord. Therefore encourage one another with these words. What's he saying? This is the difference between the second coming and the rapture. This Portion of scripture is the rapture where Jesus comes in the clouds, but we go to meet him and we'll forever be with him. Then at the second coming, we'll come back with him. But see, in the second coming, it's going to be too late. At the second coming, he doesn't come as a savior. He comes as the judge. Revelation should cause us to be the most evangelistic we've ever been in our life. Because what's presented here in, in, uh, in the tribulation will be a horrible time on this earth. And we would not want anybody to go through that. And you and I ourselves need to make sure that our lives are hidden in Jesus Christ so that at the rapture, whenever that gonna t- is going to take place, and I believe it's the next thing on the prophetic calendar, that when Jesus comes back, we're ready to meet him in the air. Let me pray for us. In Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. God bless you. Until we talk again.